0: cowabunga and happy saturday dudes and dudettes rob here hopping on real fast to just give a couple quick announcements first of all we had our random drawing winner for the battle scarred boxed mutating splinter figure Uh, it was Jay horn 16397 so Jay, if you're listening my friend you have won if you'll send me your information just send me an email at TurtletalesRadio at gmail.com i will get that out to you as soon as possible want to thank all of uh, our listeners who were kind enough to take time out of their busy days to just write us a review for the show. Really does help out the show so much. Uh, so thank you so much for that. Also, want to give a huge slice to our good friend Craig Holland. Uh, just a, literally about an hour ago, he sent me the official logo for Turtle Vision, this show you're about to hear, and he knocked it out of the ballpark. Guys, I don't know if you remember the prologue scene from the third Video game um, on the Nintendo, the Manhattan Project, my personal favorite one. The prologue theme, it shows Leonardo. He's lounged down on the beach. Uh, it's in Florida. I think raft surfing and Michelangelo's got a little inner tube. And it's, it's just great. There's palm trees, totally beachy vibe and reminds me of summer because that's the first time I played the game. Anyway, so I was like, man, it'd be so cool because there's a TV in that shot if we did a little logo with that. So I asked Craig if if something like that could work. And he's like, oh yeah, I could do that, and he absolutely nailed it. Uh, it is incredible, and he did it all 2003 styled, and he even added Donatello because I don't think Donatello was in that shot. So it, it was just it far exceeded anything I could have ever expected. So I want to give a big slice to Craig Holland. Also, want to congratulate him on getting his Kickstarter funded. That was our adventure with Corporal Mascot. It's I cannot wait to give it a read through. And, and if you want to check out his amazing art, check out Craig Holland Illustration or just search him up on Facebook. Same same name, Craig Holland Illustration. Uh, he's on Instagram and Twitter. I'll uh, leave the links in the show notes. And um, yeah, just a wonderfully gifted artist and a diehard turtle fan and all around good dude. So cowabunga, my friend. And the last thing I wanted to say is I want to thank Anton Ginger Red, who is a Russian metal artist that I reached out to a long time ago, right around the inception of... Um, Turtle Tales Radio, because I was thinking about getting using a new theme song for the show. And he did a bunch of metal covers. And speaking of Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project, he did an entire metal cover of that soundtrack. So the songs you're going to hear in this episode, they're all from him. And he was kind enough to let me share them. So I'll leave a link to his YouTube channel in the show notes as well. If you want to follow Turtle Visions, we we have all the social media feeds now. So if you search up in Twitter, it's at TurtleVision03 Instagram as well Or you can join our Facebook group page It is Facebook.com Slash groups Slash TurtleVision03 And we also have An email now Just for this show TurtleVision03 At gmail.com Now finally I can hop off here Guys I hope you have A great weekend And as always My friends Cowabunga You never not, will ya? Because it's time for another episode of Turtle Vision. Calabunga cereal. What? Calabunga, dudes to do that, and welcome to an- the inaugural episode of Turtle Vision. I am your host, Rob, and joining with me, as always, is my main man, my partner in green screen commentary crime, Mr. Kirk Leonardo. How are you, buddy? Oi, oi! Doing well, how are you? Doing fantastic! Okay, so this is our inaugural episode. Now, Kirkland and I, we've talked about this for quite some time. Uh, we have been wanting to do a green screen commentary show. Uh, notice it said show. Not just one episode. Show dedicated to the 2003 Box, Box cartoon, or Four Kids cartoon, whatever you want to call it. We finally bit the bullet this week and decided, you know what? Let's just, let's just do this. Let's pull the trigger and finally do this. So, uh Kirkland and I we were literally just ironing out the details, but right before we hit record, and we're still trying to figure them out as we go, but basically what we have decided is we're going to just do an episode by episode commentary podcast. Uh it's going to be in the same feed of Turtle Tales Radio, but it's going to be like a sister show, maybe completely different music than Turtle Tales Radio, a little bit shorter, we're thinking less than an hour, maybe 45 minutes max. And, yeah, just
1: review the show. What do you, what do you think, Kirkland? It's going to be great. It's going to be a Robcast production on a 4 kids production.
0: <laughs> oh, man, he, he wanted me to add that in as my intro to the show. I can't do that, man. Robcast, that's just... <laughs> we want people <laughs> to listen, not turn them away. Jeez. Uh, but, yeah, so this this particular show idea, it's something we've thought about. Uh, I know when I first started Turtle Tales Radio and I was by myself, I was like, golly, I'd love to review the cartoon. I'd love to talk about the episodes. I've not seen all the episodes. I've seen maybe 50 to 60% of them, maybe maybe slightly more. But there's a lot of the later um, seasons when I was um, in college and super busy, I just lost track of the show. And I haven't really gone back and watched episode by episode. I've caught some here and there. But what about you, man? Have you seen, like, w- what's your estimate on how many episodes you've seen so
1: far? One. No, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the one we watched together, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, probably about five, like literally. And I, and oh wow, I'll explain why here a little later on. Um, when when I talk about the uh, stuff that's going on in media and everything, I that brought up a lot of memories of where I was at in my life, and I I can say now, I know we talked about when we watched the last mutation. Like mm-hmm. probably I skipped over this because I thought it would end or whatever. But there was other stuff going on, and I was just probably not interested. But, like, yeah, I sat down and decided I'm going to watch the O3 series over the summer at some point. I know I mentioned that to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we started joking around the next mutation, so just flip a coin and, you know, next, or not next mutation, good lord. Knock <laughs> on wood. Um, well, we did watch it. <laughs> this series won out. It, you know, it won the coin toss, so. Yes, yes, thank goodness, thank goodness. So um,
0: Now, as we're recording this, we haven't officially seen the logo yet, uh, but by the time you're hearing this, hopefully we'll already have the logo done by our good friend Craig Holland, and we're, we've are we only seen the rough sketches so far, but it looks even better than I, uh, I could have ever imagined. Now, this is from, if anyone remembers the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Manhattan Project for the NES video game, the prologue scene, if you just let the the cutscene play at the very beginning of the game, the turtles are lounging out on the beach, right? That shot for me as a kid was so iconic. I always loved that shot. And it always reminded me of summer because the first time I ever played the game was in the summer. And they're on a beach, too, lounging out. So I was like, man, it'd be so cool because there's a little TV right by Leonardo as he's you know catching some rays. I said, why not maybe do a Turtles 3 kind of logo, theme style logo for this show, Turtle Vision? So he's only sent us the rough guests so far, but I can already tell it's going to be amazing. And like I said, by the time you're hearing this, hopefully it's already done and you can see it. And I'm already going to go ahead and give a big slice to Craig Holland. Huge, huge friend of the show. Had a blast talking to him last time on our Tales of the TMNT number three, uh, volume four, number three. Lord, listen to me. Volume 2, number 3, excuse me, uh, episode. And also want to congratulate him. He got his Kickstarter funded
1: like the oh, last wow. day. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's super exciting. Last I looked, it was like 68% or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like and three thought,
0: days ago, oh, 68%. And then you know everybody must have chipped in the last minute. And it was funded. So I'm That's super great. excited to, to see that. It's retro video game themed. It's so going to be gonna awesome.
1: want to get the uh, Corp Mascot? put out that's right yeah awesome
0: yeah guys so so super excited about that yeah i've not really been up to a whole lot of ninja turtle stuff lately so uh what about you kirkland what have you been up to
1: um well stuff keeps popping up on my youtube feed about uh, my feed about um ninja turtles insurance commercials i haven't watched any of them but like, oh I, I haven't seen them I, either yeah i haven't really had time to watch them but i was like I don't know, man. Something about that seems weird. I don't know if they're old commercials or new or whatever. And then there's a a um concept proof trailer for a Casey Jones movie. Ooh. You know, it's just it's just a like a well, it's a con it's proof of concept is what it is. But it it kinda looked it looked pretty cool. I mean, especially like you know, like a self funded type deal. Um if anybody hasn't seen that, go check it out. I really don't remember what it's called, but like it's um it, it looked it, it looked cool like he he's a, a karate instructor i believe in this um and i'm thinking maybe like he's um uh, he's like the sensei to april or something I, I can't exactly remember it's been a couple of weeks since i watched it but really the biggest thing to uh shout out won't go into all the podcast reviews or anything but tmnt nerds um Ninja Turtle nerds—they put out. I don't know if it's their season finale or not, but they finished covering City at War, yes. and then they talked about their five favorite issues in the, um, in the in Volume One. And Rob, you'll never guess what issue they put at number one. I haven't gotten there yet. I, I'm only halfway through the episode so far. I, I have it on good authority that they said it was the issue that we were guests on. No way. Yeah, it wasn't. But but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, was a, it was a great episode. Like, I think they're, well, I won't give away their favorite episode. I remember what it was, though. Um, and I remember listening to that. I was in the same gym. I Like, I was probably five feet away when I heard them say their favorite episode. I was probably standing about five feet away from where I heard the the uh, initial episode on that. So it was like, man, these guys really have kind of, listening to this has become a staple in my life. So yeah, yeah great, no great episode. Um, if you haven't listened to it, uh, I would recommend going out of your way to listen to it. Um, Peking turtle from turtle recall this week. I started listening to that. It's, it's good so far. Uh, <laughs> they're talking about the super seven. There's like a stalking with all the action figures and it's like $75. And Anna, <laughs> after Jason said it, she's like $75. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like, who pays $75 for a stalking? <laughs> It's great, but um, uh, yeah, that's that's uh, all I've really, as far as turtles, that's all I've listened to this week. So excellent,
0: excellent. Well, yeah, I got to hear a little bit of uh, Ninja Nerds today, and man, I love I love the context that they give between or before they cover the actual issue. You know, when they talk about pop culture, the music that was out at the time, the movies that came out during that month in in history, and then the video game references. Oh man, uh, Kevin was going on about. The Nintendo Power issue that came out the same month—I think it was August mm-hmm. of 1993—when City of War 13 came out, and it just I love that context. He was talking about games that had confusing sequel titles and and all kinds of stuff, but it, it was really really fascinating. And I, I'd only got about halfway through the episode, so I'm oh, now you got me curious about the second. Yeah, half.
1: the whole contra thing, games. That yeah, had- yeah, yeah, Super C. <laughs> Kevin was or no, yeah, I think it was Sean. Was like uh, I didn't even know there was two games between. Super Saiyan Contra Three, or something. Hang hey, on with you, Sean. <laughs> I'm just thinking. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it is. It is bizarre, but uh, yeah. Big slice to those guys. And with that, hosehead, I guess we can get right into um, the 2003 Cartoon Talk. So let's get right to it. Where are you going? Out to a movie. That okay with you? Yeah.
2: There's no one better Watch <laughs> out for Shredder They're like no others They're teenage brothers 1, 2, three, four. One, two
1: three, four. Teenage teenager, turn on. So around this time, I would have been in 8th grade And right around with this, well, it would have been um, later this year I would have been playing football in 8th grade We, uh, Let's see this would have been January, or this came out in February. So January would have been the month before. And I, instead of, like, full credit goes out to the nerds because they're the ones that do this. They came up with this idea, but um, it's good context information. But instead of doing using like Nintendo Power and Saturday Night Live as a proxy for what culture was going on, I thought I would talk about what I was into at the time. Um, oh, cool. Or at least the things that came out to be more important to me. So like as far as TV goes, not a whole lot was happening like on the major TV shows, like Nick Jr. turned 15, I think th- that month. Um, Mr. Rogers died early February that year, and ah oh, man,
0: I did not know that was that year.
1: Yeah, there was another death too. Um, Rob, I had to shut my laptop on the other one because I thought there was latency issues. I'll come back to it in a second, though. Um, Now, what was happening, though, in TV, uh, let's see, The Simpsons was on, I think, season 12, and the episodes that came out prior to this were Special Edna and The Father Who Knew Too Little. So I think that's one where Homer hires a detective to follow Lisa around. Probably not their best season. I mean, after season nine, people usually, um, you know, they kind of, Th- those aren't the golden years, I guess to say. They're the, the angry teen years. But, um... <laughs> oh, I remember who else died. Maurice Gibb of the Bee Gees. Their bass player oh, okay. and, uh... Mm-hmm. Like, their overall, like... He played most of the, like, exotic instruments in the bass and whatnot. Really good musician. He died, um... Uh, King of the Hill, though. King of the Hill had hit its stride at this point, And the month of January was on fire. Um... Every, when I saw the titles, I knew exactly what the episodes were about. The first one that came out early January 5th, I believe, was uh, Full Metal Dust Cover. Or Full Metal (laughs) Dust Dust Jacket. I'm sorry, Full Metal Dust Jacket. Dust Cover, good lord. That's the one where Peggy Hill decides to open a bookstore, and it about goes under, so she lets Dale open a gun store uh, beneath it. And then after (laughs) that is uh, Pig a Million, which was a very controversial episode. That's the one where Luann, the, um the sausage dude, the dude that makes the pork sausages, I can't remember what the farm name is, but like he becomes obsessed with Luann because she looks like the, um, the, uh, the girl on the logo for the, the, uh, on the picture. Like, you know how little Debbie has little Debbie on the package. Mm-hmm. Well, Luanne looked like the girl on the sausage casing or whatever, whatever it is, the sausage package for, except she had blonde hair. So she like falls asleep and he dyes her hair and all that. And it freaks her out. And, Spoiler alert! He ends up dying. Um, it's it was actually I think it was banned at some point if I'm not mistaken. But um, oh wow, yeah. But uh, I've never Pig seen Million. that one. Yeah, like they have like a Halloween party, which is weird. I think it's it either that or a costume party, and he dresses up like Satan with a pig's nose or something. That's oh yikes. It's, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's actually some of it's pretty funny um, it, it's a really it, all three of these episodes are really good and then the next one is Megalodale that's the one where he thinks Chuck Mangione is uh, living in the Megalomart and <laughs> they got, that, that episode I always thought was hilarious um, If out of those three if you haven't watched that one definitely go and watch it it's great um, so m- movies I don't think there was a whole lot that came out in January of 03 I mean I'm looking through the list here, and I'm not seeing much of, of anything that I would have been interested in. Mm-hmm. I think National Security was the only movie out of all of these that I watched that came out that, that month. Oh,
0: so yeah. So, it was mm-hmm.
1: kind of a down period. In my opinion, I mean, maybe somebody watched, if somebody sees a movie there or whatever, I don't know, comment, let us know, whatever, because... Um, Obviously, in 2003, when I'm in eighth grade, I'm probably not the most observant. But um, music-wise, obviously, uh, well, I keep saying obviously, but I would imagine that 50 Cent's in the club, in Duck Club, however you say it, I don't know. I would think that that was probably the chart topper. I'm not sure. But to me, the ones that stick out to me was Audio Slave, Like a Stone, the single came out. Now, it was Ooh. made in 2002. But they dropped a single then, and that one I believe spent a while higher on the charts. Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. I know Audio Slave for the Audio Slave for the 2000s was a very dominating group there for a while, and then the other group, Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, earlier uh, the Californication album, Scar Tissue, the late 90s through like early 2000s, they did a lot of stuff. I think Can't Stop was the single that dropped. It was recorded in summer the year before but they dropped the single uh in january 2003 because they they were that's why i liked them they were um they would record an album with not a whole lot of filler on it so all the singles had like play potential so yeah it it was a whole half a year before that single dropped and that's become like a introduction anthem of theirs and I, lo- I love,
0: is that the same album that had uh, the Zephyr song and a couple others on it?
1: Yes, it had Zephyr song, yes. By the Way. By the Way. It had uh, Don't Forget Me. It had Dosed, oh. which was the single that came out after Can't Stop, and that was a very good one. Anyway, that's, uh, that's all I had on the music. Um, awesome. Thank you, man. You know what? One area that I forgot to look in, and I don't know why, video games. Oh, I was I was thinking that, but I was like, I don't want to say it and it be something else, and just <laughs> bring up two. New, air, why did you look up the video games? <laughs> um, I'm seeing January 03, Tony Hawk's Underground, Beyond Good and Evil, Enter the Matrix. I remember playing that one. Simpsons oh. Hit and Run. I've never played it, but I hear it's really good. Prince of Persia: Sands of Time, Knights of the Old Republic. Oh my one?
0: gosh, Kator
1: or Kotor? Yeah, the original one. The original yeah. that was a good. I remember playing that one a lot on Xbox. We had a hot tub around this time. I remember that. Yeah, um, Was it a time machine? No, it wasn't a time... No, no... Um, ah, No, Acme Time Travel hadn't put that out yet. But uh, <laughs> Lord of the Rings Return of the King I played that one a lot although it really wasn't in my opinion that great of a game. But I <laughs> played it a lot. Final Fantasy X too uh, not a good game but I did play it quite a bit. <laughs> Def Jam Vendetta I owned that one. Probably not a great game but I played it a lot too. <laughs> Drakengard, I played that one a lot. That's a very weird game. Uh, can't say I really recommend all that much. Castlevania Area of Sorrow. Aria of Sorrow, I'm sorry. Oh, no,
0: on the Game Boy Advance. Yep, yep, that's a good
1: one. Uh, and nice, that's all fingers. I'm seeing here for video games. Is, I mean, really, like...
0: Well, that's a pretty good list right there. I remember Tony Hawk Underground quite a bit. I think I played that on the GameCube for the first time.
1: Yeah, I stopped really playing after Part 2. I think the soundtrack's really what pulled me in there. When they stopped putting Promise on there, I was just like, eh. What is that? Uh, Jerry was a race car driver. Yeah, Jerry was a race car (laughs) driver, man. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you for the context, man. Did I tell you I had a kid in class that asked me, he was like, Mr. Related, do you know who Promise is? You were like, my life is complete. That's what I said. I'm like, (laughs) dude, you just validated my existence as a teacher. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh. I was like, what's your favorite song of theirs? I'll play it for you. And I wasn't thinking. And he told um, me the name of a song that was really inappropriate. And I was like, uh Can't play that about, one. How about we play John the Fisherman? Here we go. <laughs> so, Oh, I love it.
0: I love it. So, yeah, the 2003 cartoon. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, I love that you put your personal kind of history into that. Uh, so, when you were in eighth grade, I, I must have been in 11th grade. And I'm so thankful that you brought up all those different songs and and uh, the music from that era because that helps me kind of organize in my brain right around that time period. Uh, because I do remember listening to the Red Hot Chili Peppers on the bus because I didn't have my license yet. I do remember um, some of those video games coming out and playing those and that must have been right around the same time. I remember um, I remember seeing previews for the 2003 cartoon. Uh, maybe like a month out, maybe even longer. So right around Christmas season of 2002. And I remember specifically sitting at lunch with all my friends and I was like the Ninja Turtle guy, which was cool. It was good to be known as the hockey guy and the Ninja Turtle guy. It was like a, a small town. So I, those, those guys like associated those two things with me, which was pretty cool. And I remember us all having a couple of debates at lunch, you know, which was the better movie, the original or Secret of the Us? And then finally, I was like, "Hey guys, did you know there's gonna be a new cartoon out?" And everyone's like, "No, that sounds amazing!" So I was trying to get them all psyched up for the cartoon and everything. And this just goes to shoot um, prove my ignorance. I remember finally when the cartoon did come out, I did watch it as it aired. Here in a second, I'll get you the information of uh, exactly when it did air. But I can't. I don't have the date right in front of me. But uh, I remember watching it. And the nostalgia in me, I wanted to immediately compare it to the original cartoon. And going, oh, this is okay, but something's missing here. It just doesn't feel like the original cartoon. Well, duh, dummy. It wasn't supposed to feel that way. It has its completely different vibe. It's it's an amalgamation of all of the Mirage books with a hint of new stories, too. But I didn't know that at the time. Um, I don't think I really discovered Volume 4 until probably about the same year, but I didn't piece together that these cartoon episodes were majorly influenced by the early Mirage books. And and there are some nods to the current run that was happening at the time, which was Volume 4. As a matter of fact, I I did look this up right before we recorded, and Volume 4, Issue 8, written by Peter Laird and drawn by Jim Lawson, came out the same exact month as this original cartoon things change and man so what do you think made this cartoon work i mean i think it's the fact that the voice acting was really strong and unique i think it was the fact that a lot of the writers that came on were very well accomplished writers yeah marty eisenberg who wrote for batman the animated series and story edited for transformers animated and eric luke who uh, plotted a lot of the gargoyles uh, cartoon episodes? I mean, so so you had a really killer writing staff, and then you had Peter Laird directly involved in the creative process. He was not only writing the Mirage books at the time, Volume Four, and uh, some of the Tales books, but he was writing and and you know helping in the storyboard of the 2003 cartoon. So you had the original co-creator being a major part of this. It, it wasn't as separated as the original Fred Wolf cartoon from the Mirage book, obviously. But uh, but what about you, man? What, what do you think made this so successful and, and honestly stands up the test of time now?
1: Well, I can't – honestly, I can't really say because I haven't seen much of it. That, that's true.
0: That's true. I guess we'll
1: answer that as we go. <laughs> what you said, they're definitely the writers there. Uh, anybody that worked for Batman the Animated Series – Um, anybody involved in that had to be good at their respective craft. Um, And then obviously Peter Laird being so involved with it. Um, And I'm thinking this series is more uh, in line with the comics, right? I mean, like, so it's like when you're mirroring or when you're imitating something that is, or or when you're basing something off of good source material, you've got a better chance of it being good. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, Probably, too, part of it was um, just kind of needed things time for things to cool off. People needed... Yeah. I mean, I didn't realize there for the longest time that the original cartoon went on as long as it did. And it's like, by the end of it... I, I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen them all, but like the Red Sky episodes and everything, it just... Like, it, the show was... Just not as serious as this one. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one has a more. It's more dedicated to following a storyline. There's more. There's higher stakes. Uh, and if it's anything like, this was a four kids production, right? Uh, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they had cartoons like Jackie Chan Adventures. They had. This was around the time period when when cartoons were. This is when I really got in, involved a lot more in like. This isn't anime, but like animated series. I mean, I guess. Dragon Ball Z it would have been interested a little bit earlier than this. Uh, Lupin the Third, which actually premiered uh, January of this year. Um, I was watching those. But this was like the first like American it was right around the same time as you no know, Digimon came a few years earlier. But like I was getting more interested in animation because they were dedicated to instead of it being like one off episodes or it being every fifteenth episode you have something that barely ties together the storyline. Yeah, or yeah. being so formulaic, this seems like it. it it's, it's it's actually it's telling an actual story, and the events happening are part of that story. You know, it's 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 just it almost feels like more of a natural flow as opposed to okay, let's go find Shredder. Uh, okay, we found Shredder. Let's do the same. Or Pokemon's the worst offender. I loved that show, but it it's just like you know what's going to happen. Yeah, Some, they're, they're, Team Rocket's gonna try to steal Pikachu. They're gonna get shocked. They're gonna get blown away in a blimp. They're going Team Rocket's blasting off, and Ash is gonna laugh like oh, ha, 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 ha and everything's gonna be happy. <laughs> this, I mean, it's like you're you can't predict it. You know, uh, there's a lot of cartoons like it. Jackie Chan Adventures. I was obsessed with it for the same same type of reason. And the reason I keep bringing up the comparisons because I haven't really seen much of this show, but the animation. It, while it's not 100% on-spot, it's it's more of the same type of vein. Well, you know, it's, it's so funny you bring that up, too, because
0: um, the animation also reminds me of another franchise that I loved that I kind of returned to, um, and that was the X-Men. Uh, remember, right around this time, probably maybe a year or two earlier, X-Men Evolution came out, and I yeah. loved that show. Well, I same loved that show. That was a four-kids show, too. Yeah, I think so, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And the animation, I mean, it still holds up to this day. Uh, I remember buying a bunch of bootleg copies of, like, the entire series on DVD (laughs) before it came out. Oh, yeah, fantastic series. Very underrated. And that came out in, like, 2001 or 2002. I remember it was right before we moved down south. And then, of course, the 2003 cartoon came out, um, you know, shortly after. And, you know, once again, very, very respectable run. I mean, there was 157 episodes here. Uh, and there are 26 episodes just in season one alone. And finally, I did get the uh, release date here. It was February 8th of 2003 when the first episode aired. So I remember watching it that day. I remember I was
1: in my basement. I think maybe that there is just like... A, you know how everything gets its moment in the sun? Like Yeah. A few years back, the 80s was all the big... The whole decade. Everybody loved the 80s. And, and then, like, 90s music is now, at least... For me to take notice of anything outside of the music that I like, which is a pretty large scope, but like I just got into like grunge and, and all that junk a few, maybe two years back. It seemed like it was getting a resurgence. Well, we just talked about, there's three different cartoons there, and I know Yu-Gi-Oh! was probably another one. Um, there's four cartoons right there mm-hmm. that uh, all four are great, and the only one that really got, I think that really got a whole lot of attention was Yu-Gi-Oh!, the other three, while they were they, I'm sure yeah. they had their fan audience. They kind of flew under the radar, um, mm-hmm. and then there was, I think, the Men in Black cartoon. It was pretty doggone good. It was based off, I think, the Image Comics. That was a couple years earlier. But I mean, I think it's just everybody's getting around to at least it, just getting around to watching it again. There's there must be like a 15 or 20 year, you know, um, like a w- Retrospective thing going on Because it seems like people like to look back in time So many yeah, years I, I agree This is just kind of its moment in the sun um, So many mm-hmm. good things go overlooked And I don't know it's cool that we get to watch them all Yeah man I'm I'm super
0: excited about it Yeah I mean this was an original goal Of Turtle Flakes way back in the day We were going to try to cover every single era Every single episode And you know I just we just couldn't Completely follow through with that format But we thought we'd keep this one short and sweet and just focused on um, each episode. And today we are going to watch the very first episode, Things Change. And I, th- I think that's a very appropriate title for this particular episode. And it seems to be a common title for a lot of the um, the openers. Uh, I do remember the first IDW story arc. I think it's Change is Constant. It's like the first four or five issues of that. And, of course, completely different origin story in the IDW series. So... Um, I love the fact that every incarnation of the turtles is something a little different. And this is definitely something a little different while also paying a big, big respect and a tip of the hat to um, to the original Mirage stuff. So with that, my friend, I have the link pulled up and we can go ahead and click play, guys. Now, I think the entire series is on YouTube. So if you want to watch along with us, I'll provide a link in the show notes and you can follow along with us. We'd love to uh, do this together. So. Here we go, guys. We're gonna go ahead and click play in five, four, three, two, one, and click. My here we name go. My is
2: Leonardo, and right now my brothers
1: and I are in a mess of trouble.
0: And there's Leonardo narrating
1: here. You know, I thought I, I would, some I thought I would miss uh, Cam Clark, and you know. Uh, Cam Clark's an icon in voice acting uh, but mm-hmm. the leo here's pretty good pretty good oh, yeah uh,
0: yeah the, the voice acting's not bad let me get the let me get a list of their names
2: especially stupid He's wrong we're not wearing costumes.
0: we're not wearing costumes great throwback to the original book yeah the
1: original moros yeah. yeah
0: Oh, let's see i'm trying to find the names now Theme is okay. not bad It's not bad It's not bad my, my wife always felt like It was a really really long intro
2: <laughs> yeah. so, Okay so
0: Sam Regal does Donatello Sitter Nicholas does Leonardo I think Frank Frankson does Raphael And Wayne Grayson does Michelangelo Who's probably my favorite? I do like Wayne Grayson's version of Michael Edgelow. Although I, I do like Donatello's voice. I always thought Sam Regal and Cinder Nicholas sound a little similar, but mm-hmm. I didn't mind that. I can tell them apart. And Sam Regal reminds me of um, the voice actor for the second movie,
1: oh, Uh Shredder just showed up there in the intro. I do, from what I've seen of, of this, this probably has the best version of Shredder. Versions yeah. of Shredder I guess I don't I'm know glad
0: you, I'm glad you brought that up
1: Yeah uh, um, Very different Which I like Yeah You know voice acting though I like Corey Feldman Is, is he Donatello? You must become He was not Yeah he was Donatello In the first movie And the third movie It's just so iconic dude, The dude killed Jason And the only reason That Jason didn't stay down <laughs> Is because He didn't hit him With that bow staff That's <laughs> it He hit him with a machete That's the only reason And he got struck By a lightning bolt That's it So the turtles
0: are training here. I was like
1: the 2003 Splinter design. Yeah. You know, after last week though, I still want to see Giant Schnauzer Splinter. For, forget the rat. I just want to see Giant Schnauzer Splinter. Speed rating Splinter. <laughs> Will this slack, you
0: <laughs>
2: Poor choice, Raphael.
0: There's Leonardo. Oh this man—the animation, the animation on this is look really great. good. That is yeah. really aged well. And the and the candle's still standing. Done, Leonardo.
2: Teaches pet ninja dropout. <laughs> my sons, Oh, and
0: Raph and Leo are already getting at it.
2: My sons. If you are to become i a headache. You must work harder. Your path. In there goes my lunch. <laughs> the rat. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, so this is hearkening to the days before they were publicly known, okay? So they still haven't gone out above the sewers yet. You know, at at least been seen. Mm -hmm. And I love, did you notice there was a um,
1: phone booth back there in the sewer? And there was a map or something on the left wall. Nice. I like oh, the way they. Yeah, I was about to say I like oh, the way they got their layers set up. That may not be a map. That might be a computer or something. I don't know. Possible, but not
0: likely. So they're doing the tunnels, kind of like they did. Oh, Mausers. Okay, so this is cool. This is a little bit of um, Volume One, Issue Three, I think.
1: Or no, two. I think the Mausers. Two. It would have been two. Yeah. Because I think that's the only one with Baxter in it, isn't it? but I think the Mousers end up
0: taking Splinter in this one, so I think that might be issue three or right around that time. Oh gosh. <laughs> Man, great animation, slicing that Mouser in half.
1: I gotta tell you about a video I saw after this. It's Ninja sure. Turtles related, but it's <laughs> probably, shouldn't mention it. On, Just remind me, it's it's pretty good. Aren't the mouse is kind of cute, though? Until they bots your leg off. Yeah, that's true.
0: Ah, man. We're just bragging on the cool air and it's already destroyed. Well, Rob, things change. Things change. The change is constant. Whoever that, was that
1: ye- whoever that was yelled there sounded a little bit like Rob Paulson. Did a little bit, yeah.
2: What
0: the shell are those things?
2: Whatever they were,
0: they're <laughs> junk now. Guys, Splinter. We've got to find Splinter. Master Splinter, can you hear me? So Splinter's Don't been taken him. here. Anyway, to... What are you doing? Shell cell. I'm calling Master Splinter. I hope... The shell cell said, so "The turtle Com. Never leave home without
1: it." Help! I've fallen and I can't get up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which button do you press to answer this thing?
1: I knew it! I knew it! <laughs> That's great! That is great! Hello? You don't have to press any the
2: buttons. buttons. <laughs> already answered it. Uh, Stupid uh, device. Whatever those mechanical menaces are, they have managed to eat through the support structure of our home. We must leave right away. Meet me at the Old Drainage Junction,
0: South Point. <laughs> Rap. If
1: we take the South
0: Conduit, it'll intersect with the Old Drainage tunnel. See, this reminds me of, uh... What'd he say? What'd he say? Tales... He volume two, 2, Issue 1. With yeah, the... Yeah, with the maps. With the map, yeah. Oh, and you were saying it earlier today. Didn't they mention a, uh, something about change in that
1: issue? Oh, yeah, I mean, they're talking about adapta- adaptation and everything, but that the last pages of it, I'm thinking, I'm, I could be wrong, but I'm thinking it was word for word. Things change. Things change. Yeah.
0: Talk about that last page the, uh, yeah.
1: where the goals are flying over the city and everything. Yeah. You can't go forward.
0: And the funny thing is, I think that I think issue actually is came out idea. after this episode. I think no that came out in late 2003 or yeah. early 2004. But we're only going up to go down the, the continuity—I mean, you're going to see so much consistency I'm here. What's that like? What said. It's dangerous for us to be seen, let alone captured. We need to stay out of sight. It's too dangerous to go alone. Take this. Times, Leo.
1: <laughs> it's a, a weapon. It's extremely <laughs> effective against living things. <laughs> I just hope, uh... He was almost a splinter sandwich. Uh, splinter <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they are the master of... Yeah. ...manhole lockpicking. Yeah, thanks to the uh, Maki, the master of unlocking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and master of the whirling pizzas! Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, Michelangelo, master of the whirling pizzas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, this is great. Look at that animation. I love that shading like yeah. that.
1: That really is the lighting effects and everything in this really is great. Because I mean, and I'm I'm about to say something that's going to sound negative, but I don't mean it as a negative. It's just kind of objective. The definition on the like, you don't have like a whole lot of definition on the turtle, like their arms. You can't see any veins. You can't see any separation of the muscles, or whatever. But the the lighting in this and everything, it's all it's almost like Batman the Animated Series. It's just yeah. Of course, that was drawn on black paper. I don't know if this what color paper this was drawn on, but mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, just look at it. Like, all the shadows and everything, it's like you don't really need all that much detail. Yeah. It, it really, probably it would take away from it if they put that much detail, you know what I'm saying? I agree. I agree. And they spend a lot of the time
0: in this series, obviously, you know. Traveling in the shadows mm-hmm. at night, you um, know, it, versus the turtles, you know, in broad daylight. But they're trench coats,
1: Groucho marks incognito to peril
0: <laughs> Oh, there's purple dragons. Hey, that's, that's they, a throwback to issue one.
1: Have they sponsored us yet, Groucho Marx?
0: I don't. I, you know, they need to. They need to.
1: We mentioned them a lot. I have no need one ass. I'll have my dude reach out to him. All right, sounds good. Okay. Um, th- it reminds me, though, a lot of kind of like... This is exactly when we were talking about... Uh, with uh, Tara, with uh, Jim Lawson's drawing. Like, his yeah. stuff looks better black and white. Because there's so much detail you, yeah. in it. But here's the thing. And I think he... Uh, well, I mean... We I'm talking like I'm some master. I'm not. I don't know anything about art. but Or, or, or like, you know, drawing. But I'm thinking... It's almost like he knew that he had to take away a little bit of that detail in black and white to make room for the inks to shine. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, I guess it's like mixing a song. If you got one thing over there just going to town, doing every single part, when you try to stack stuff on top of it, it sounds like a jumbled mess. That's a good point. Whereas, I think here it's like, yeah, it'll save time, plus we're going to have an extra layer of shading. Yeah, you know, exactly. You, you guys don't need to draw uh, Mr. Olympia Turtles. By the way, um, <laughs> it'll be after this comes out, but I think the Olympia is this evening, and tomorrow is pre judging. Oh, I'm calling Big Rami for sense. the win, and Hottie Choopin for second, Nick Walker for third, and Brandon Curry for fourth, and Nick Hollingshead for fifth. There you have it, folks. You heard it here. It's October 8th,
0: 9.45 p.m., as Kirkland is saying that.
1: And I don't mean and to derail, it, about to but get it. <laughs> there, there is a nobody here probably listens, watch, pays attention to bodybuilding. But there is a rookie bodybuilder this year named Nick Walker. He's the first rookie or the second rookie in history to ever win the Arnold Classic is his rookie year. Flex Wheeler is the only one ever, uh, other one ever to do that, and that was like twenty something, thirty years ago, something like that. Hey, Tuton, this kid trick? not only won it, he won it by like a mile. Stole. And wow. he's he, yeah, he's like in his early twenties. So I mean he's probably gonna win the Dag on Olympia at some point if he doesn't win it this year. Huh? I mean, it's incredible. I've, I haven't seen anything like it since I've been paying attention. Anyway.
0: I'd be surprised, man. I'm sure there's a lot of healthy and bodybuilder listeners to the show. Or at least one or two. Hey, we don't have many listeners, but I'm sure <laughs> maybe one thing. of them.
1: Oh yeah, it's just such a niche niche thing. It's like you know it's like there's so many I'll fully admit there's so many other more interest well more productive things to pay attention to but you know (laughs) oh wait so Donnie is the master of unlocking
0: yeah look at that oh there he goes with the screwdrivers
1: is it just my blue blockers or is are their shells look kind of grayish um they're
0: kind of like a gray like a pea green okay okay gotcha Have you noticed all the electric guitar sound effects in this uh, in this episode? I like it. I do too. That was like an electric guitar slide there. Oh, they got, you know what those sound like? The Graboids from Tremors.
1: Oh man. Oh dude, guess what? What's that? Tremors, the, you hey, reminded me Tremors, the movie is set. It wasn't made, but it was set, I believe, on the same day that I was born.
0: Oh, wow! No
1: way! In storyline, I think. Either that or it was filmed the same day. One or the other. One of my favorite movies.
0: That's one of my favorite movies.
1: oh. It's the Purple Dragons. You know, in 20 years, we'll have to start a podcast on all these movies that we talk about. Yes, I agree. So we've got about 100 of them.
0: (laughs) Oh, did you see that guy? The one purple dragon? He had a blue Jason mask on. Sure looked like it. Throwback to the original NES game.
1: Seeing how this... This is great. Isn't this awesome? This is kind of like the Ninja Turtles in their Mighty Morphin... Henshin uh, type element. You know, you got the zooming backgrounds and like they're doing the poses and everything. You know, the bad guys kind of
0: are, uh, the purple dragons look like the enemies in Streets of Rage with their with their yeah, hairstyles. I, I was going to say double <laughs> dragon, but yeah, Yeah, okay. Well, that was yeah. easier than expected. I hope there are more
1: of those guys. So the turtles I'm made short work of those. You're actually oh, a lot that. more like accurate L- with that. They did look more like Streets of Rage.
0: <laughs> I love uh, the rash line there. Oh, I hope t- there's more of them. <laughs> nice little nod to the movie. Well, the music
2: here is apple. really good too. Oh, it's great. Be ready for anything. I am so gonna
0: enjoy this. Oh man, look at that shot. Donatello leaned over there. Oh, see, there's that foe staff. That, that dude's lucky to get up. But look at these guys. These guys can actually fight. That's one thing I loved about um the series. The Foot Clan, overall, seemed like legitimate foes.
1: Oh, yeah, that reminds me with Raphael moving the way he did. Uh, Matrix Revolutions came out this year. I don't oh, know okay. what month, but there we go, with Ralph doing all the uh, Neo stuff there. for on, Ralph. Did I call him Ralph? Oh, I wonder if he gonna Ralph. wreck it. I meant Raffaele. <laughs> <laughs> I am bad to say Raphael. I
0: know it's Raphael, but I've been saying Raphael for so long as a kid, I just. It's, it's
1: in there. I know that I've heard people call Ralph Ralph, though. Okay. Every time they call it, I think of uh, Ralph's Donuts and Cookful. I think of
0: Ralph Macchio. Ask me again <laughs> inning, Mikey. Yeah, that's what He's I a thought. bluesman. <laughs> feels like Splinter's been getting attacked by, approached by the same mouses over and over. <laughs> oh! Mm-hmm. He ain't come back.
1: Now they, they definitely recycled the same... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: What's interesting about this is so we have the Mouses here, but we don't have April. Like we did. In this the original. is the
1: series that has April as like a more of a Laura, Laura Croft. Yeah, yeah. Her her apparel's uh, little, little revealing. Oh, I didn't mean but that. Her I just character. meant like. Oh. i just meant like she's more like athletic and she's a, she's a scientist and she is wearing a belly shirt for most of the series though i, I didn't even No she's got red hair yep. Well red or darker hair i should say i, I do like her character though Yeah, on yeah gave up the yellow rain jacket for a crop top. I think those are called crop tops. I don't know. I'm not sure. All right, to this, like this day, I've never figured out what a hollerback girl is. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've heard that in the song.
2: Actually, I
1: know what that song's about. But oh, God. Is it bad? It's probably bad. It's about Courtney Love. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Well, I didn't know that. Also, the Turtles, they've got the uh, Purple Dragons van here and their money and their money and I think if I
1: oh check out these cops who do they look like Uh, well uh, two guys that may or may not have written a comic book they look like the type that would yeah. I love they kept the mustache it's great yeah and Pete's big glasses <laughs> oh man I was kind of hoping they'd be like uh, let's go write a comic book hey let's, let's yeah. wait about this moment just yeah just something
0: like do they like look at the camera
1: yeah <laughs> that really is great though this has so many subtle nods. i mean it's they're probably not like maybe not subtle but like a lot of references to like deep cut type stuff you know but yeah
2: i wish to take you all hope
1: all right so they have a
0: new place now
2: those robots trashed up Remember Sensei? Do not worry. I think I have found a solution to our current housing problem. Follow me, my sons.
0: To a crack house. (laughs) 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 Alright, so the turtles are making their way down to the new possible lair. (laughs) Oh yes it is. Gosh, how cool would it be if we could get one of the voice actors to come on the show? Oh I wonder my how gosh. hard that'd be to arrange. <sighs> hey, oh, you know what? So it's our inaugural episode. Calling it right now, like we're at least gonna get somebody one day. Eye. One day,
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe the maybe. 157th episode, but it'll happen. This way. <laughs> oh, an Aerosmith reference. Oh, what? Oh, this dude, way? check it out. That what, dude? Oh, there That it was is. a that was a young Frankenstein reference where he said, "Walk this oh, way." Really? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, or not not like that, like this. like Because he starts imitating him, walking, holding his back, or limping, or whatever.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: that's great. Dude, that would be cool to have a, a voice actor. You know what we could do? We could get Judith Ho on here, critiquing April in this series. Oh, that'd be great.
0: I like the new lair. So so what? what would you consider that? consider what the lair what what that was it's just underground
1: a lot of space yeah so here's
0: uh possibly a Roku Saki here
1: Saki's drinking the Saki mm-hmm. he's not gonna hear got a this. wicked mullet
0: mm-hmm. he looks like a tweet from Star Wars
2: you won't fail me again ever no sir
0: please look at this Look, he's about to kill him So that, that, I mean, that's a stark contrast from the Shredder that we knew in the original cartoon. So, a lot of uh, legitimacy with the Foot Clan here.
1: The audio production of that, like the voice acting and everything, Mm -hmm. sounds a a, a lot like um, a more refined version of the the original X-Men cartoon. Yeah, yeah, Uh, I can hear that. Yeah, man. Such a... Dude, I'm... I'm stoked. I want to watch the rest of these. I know. Me
0: too. Me too. (laughs) It's a good show. Oh, and I'm telling you. So it's this came out February of 2003. There's Mirage Studios. Mirage. Rest in peace. And yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah, and there you have it, guys. So we would love to hear from you guys. What what your take is on this? Um, uh, Send us an email. Uh, We don't have an official email for this show yet. I'm going to try to get Turtle Visions podcast or maybe Turtle Visions Radio or that'd be kind of weird. Visions and radio together. Well, um, until
1: then, why don't we just have them email. Turtletales Radio. Yeah. Gmail. Com. Set the um, header or the,
0: the title as Turtle Visions or something. That sounds great. Yes. Yeah, so we would love to hear your take on you know, your first impressions of Things Change, the Season 1, Episode 1 premiere here. A series premiere here of the 2003 cartoon, and does it hold up here in 2021? Personally, Gurgle I mean, what do you think,
1: man? Do you think this holds up all these years later? Uh, from that one episode, and then the two other that we watched, absolutely. Uh, I really, I, re- I mean, honestly, like I could, I bet you, I could show my middle schoolers this, and they would watch it. Whereas some of the, like the newer stuff that's out. They, they wouldn't want to watch it. I don't think that they would want to watch, um, like, Rise. I don't think they want to watch Rise. And there's nothing against Rise. Absolutely sure. nothing mm-hmm. at all. But I, I don't think the kids would want to watch that. But I know that there's a lot of them. And it's crazy because some of the kids now, like, they want to talk to me about Super Nintendo games and, like, stuff. That, and I'm just wow. like, I'm like, man, you, you know, you're Not the man. Let's, yeah, let's, let's let's talk about it. But, uh, yeah, because uh, I guess because of the, um, what do you call it, the Nintendo Switch, the Switch store or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I could definitely see that, that age group wanting to watch this still, um, that, this almost reminds me a lot of like, um, the, uh, Scooby-Doo, um, Mystery Incorporated. That's well, huh. it, why it, it has a couple cringe moments, but I mean, it holds up pretty well. It's, it's just a good production. And this right here is the, honestly, I want to watch this one more than I want to watch any of the other ones. I mean, I. <laughs> um, that they all interest me but this one it's like I can see just from this one episode why people say that it's the best of the or you know a lot of people say that it's the best of the what four
0: series well I, and I think it's it's kind of underrated too it was in a weird era because if you put it in perspective a lot of the kids uh, or a lot of the uh, I guess you could say, the original comic book fans, they would have been older at the time this cartoon had come out. And the cartoon had probably come out in a, you know, Saturday morning cartoon slot. And a lot of the original comic fans were probably working, you know, during that time. And then and then you've got the original cartoon, the, the original cartoon fans like me. It, I, I when I first watched it, I couldn't help but compare it to the original cartoon. I was a little disappointed uh, at the time until I started reading the comics, and I was like, oh, Oh, okay. And and then, you know, years years went by. And then I remember when the 2012 cartoon had come out, it was super popular. I do remember that. And it, it does deserve to be. It's a great series. But a lot of people just kind of skipped over, the, or you just didn't hear as much at the time about the 2003 cartoon. At least I didn't. And now all these years later, people are going back and rediscovering and going, wow, this was better than I remembered it being. Or, wow, I never saw this in the first place.
1: I think maybe one of the reasons it got overlooked as well is because pop culture or media in general was starting to trend more towards that, uh, a wave of, I don't want to say mature programming, but like more of the hyper violence, more of the, I mean, just to put it in perspective, WWE had just entered the ruthless aggression era the prior Mm -hmm. year. And I mean, if you, I mean, I know the attitude era was edgy and everything, but if you recall, the ruthless, ruthless Aggression Era was, I mean, you're talking, they're just now a few years back finding all the TBIs and, and all the, uh, just from all the chair shots to the head and everything, how messed up it made some of those guys. I mean, it was just like a hyper, hyper violent time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and just blood, all. you know, like it, it, video games, it seemed like would have, maybe they hadn't gotten there yet, but they were starting to trend towards just hyper gore and, you know. Um, and I think maybe people saw it as, at least I could have seen myself at that age, like the seventh, eighth grade, maybe ninth grade age, um, thinking, "Well, if I do like this, uh, like when I liked Yu Gi Oh, it's like I didn't tell anybody. Like I was on board <laughs> for the craze, and then when the craze stopped, well, I still watched it, but I just, sure didn't tell nobody about it, you know." <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's – and then, you know, I guess that's right around the time, like, football starts, and that kind of consumes your life, even though you hate it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think, you know, just that age group, that that's kind of like, at least around that time period, we all wanted to be we, – we wanted to be men. We didn't want to watch Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. We didn't want to – yeah. Eh, pff, wasted H- years.
0: Exactly. Here we are in our mid-30s going, this is some really good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. So so guys, thank you so much for listening to uh, our inaugural episode of Turtle Visions. I'm super, or Turtle Vision, I should say. Super excited to finally kickstart this, get this off the ground, and the first episode is in the books. Guys, stay tuned. I don't know how often we'll do this, at least probably once or twice a month, I would assume. Um, so stay tuned. As the next episode, we will be watching A Better Mousetrap, which is written by Marty Eisenberg. And that uh, aired February 15th of 2003. So that's the next one on the menu, episode two from season one. And we cannot wait to talk about it. Cannot wait to watch it. In the meantime, guys, please send us an email. Once again, it's turtletalesradio at gmail.com. Or you can give us a call. Our hose, I did it for a third time. Not our hoser hotline, (laughs) our TurtleCom hotline. Or our shell cell uh, is 865-309-4875. We would love to hear from you. We, we haven't gotten a call in a couple weeks. I think Baxter was our last one. Uh, so we would love to hear from somebody. Maybe somebody who's never called before. And don't worry about yeah. us picking up going, hello, who is this? No, we're not going to. It's just a Google voice. It goes straight to voicemail. Uh, but we would love to share your thoughts on the 2003, um, either the premiere or the series as a whole, on the next episode. Uh, so, yeah. We, we challenge yeah. our listeners uh, to, to reach out. To send us a vision. Absolutely, yes. Vision contribute in audio to form. the to the Rob Cast production. <laughs> well, I don't know. Kirkland Cast sounds pretty good too, though. No, no, no. <laughs> I like it. This like Rob
1: Cast has been a Rob Cast production.
0: Oh yeah. Well, uh, I don't know about that, but uh, but yeah. So Kirkland, the big question is: What kind of pizza are we gonna have to close out a, at f first, our inaugural
1: episode of Turtle Vision? oh man you know I would imagine that the first pizza ever made was probably just like a cheese pizza a classic cheese pizza and I think probably Vince's first episode that we should probably just just do that you know this is a blank canvas of a show we need a blank canvas of
0: a pizza I can definitely respect that you know sometimes I love my I love my toppings but every now and then I just want a plain cheese pizza just for me so that sounds great that sounds great all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for, for sticking with us. And uh, and on behalf of Kirkland and myself, here's to hoping you enjoy your friends, enjoy your family, enjoy a mega slice of good old classic cheese pizza. Calabunga dudes. Oh, yeah, soon. There's a song. There's a song on there, and I'll probably cut
1: this, but it's like it goes like. Din, 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 din. That's it's don't like,
0: forget I'm me. I'm an ocean.
1: Yeah, that's don't forget me. That's don't forget me. That's a great. Oh, I
0: love that song. Oh, well, you know that that takes me back to I was a I was a uh, junior and in, in high school, or probably maybe sophomore. No, I was a junior. I was a junior because I was in the south, and it was my first uh, semester in in uh, my new school. I remember I had a Walkman and I had that song uh, a buddy had burned it from a CD to a cassette and I was playing that song over and over again
1: on uh-huh. the bus because <laughs> I didn't have my license yet well that's not the uh, risk song on there um, I think it's This Is The Place that's the one that's got like some pretty uh, foul language on there It's a, I mean it's a very well written song that's why Kirk likes I mean, it Maybe it's Carbon, I can't remember, it's one or the other. Um, Midnight was another good one. Tear, that song's really, really good, but if you don't pay attention, it's it'll go right over you. But it's about, uh, I think it's a dude going to the electric chair, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, it's, man. But it's very, like, if you listen, it took me probably a whole year of listening to it to actually catch on to, like, I just wasn't paying attention. But it it's really good. Uh, Warm Tape minor thing. That one kind of had a little bit of throw away your television. Um, Oh, universally speaking. That one was, I think that one was on there. There was a lot of hits on this album. Yeah, I was going to say that's underrated. That's actually probably my favorite album of theirs. I mean, Stadium Arcadium and California, they're all great, I think, but this one was, they had the idea of going in as a, uh, more of a punk rock type band as opposed to funk. Um, which I like the funk stuff probably more but this album just had so many hits anyway sorry I've turned this into the We Should Start Chili Peppers podcast no kidding maybe we can get uh, John Shiani to be in the uh, Facebook group that would be
0: <laughs> be one of our ten crew uh,
1: members <laughs> yeah have him watch one of the Turtle episodes with us oh <laughs> uh, yeah man I really like this yeah <laughs>
0: So yeah, I can really relate to uh, Casey's anger here. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Flea? (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, We'll jump into episode one.
1: I got some of the um, January of 03 stuff pulled up. Oh, great, great. Oh, that'd be
0: fantastic.
1: I Um, love that idea. How are we going to introduce the show
0: uh, <laughs> it's basically I'm going to say the same exact thing I
1: always do and replace Turtle Tales Radio with Turtle Vision <laughs>
0: Unless you got a better uh, idea
1: You're watching Turtle Vision A Robcast production
0: <laughs> Oh I'm not putting that in there <laughs> A Robcast production
1: It's
0: like Pride Munch Turtle <laughs> Vision
1: Robcast Productions
0: <laughs> It's like You know who I am of course you do <laughs> You <laughs> Oh, gosh. Yeah, right. I want the people <laughs> to actually listen if they're like, jeez, Rob's involved again? I, I debated on putting, um, uh, like, strictly your name down as the host. <laughs> <Shh>. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, listen to me. All right, man. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get started. Here we go. <clears throat> Goodbye. All right. There we go. There that's first such a episode. good show.
1: That was fun. Yeah, I'm really excited about watching the rest of this. Me too, me too. I'll wait though, I'll wait. It's a weapon. that's <laughs> extremely effective against living things. <laughs> I just hope... Maybe uh, it's almost a splinter sandwich. A
0: <laughs> Yeah. They are the master of manhole lockpicking. Yeah, thanks to the uh,
1: Maki, the master of unlocking.
0: And master of the whirling pizzas!